In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. A sacrament is, by definition, an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. And this definition is rooted in the principle that things we see point us to things we can't see. The creation is a sign that points us to the creator. Jesus is a sign that reveals the Father to us. The bread and wine of the sacrament are signs that reveal Jesus. The church is sacramental. The church is called the body of Christ, the same language that is used of the sacrament. Each Christian is a sign of the presence of Christ in the world. Jesus' standard of judgment will be, quote, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. This means that our interactions with others always has a deeper meaning and larger implications. Fallen humanity is not able to see the sacramental meaning of life. Fallen humanity sees the creation as just a physical reality and life in this mortal body, in this world, as the ultimate thing. And this is what the Bible refers to as living in the flesh. <clears throat> in today's gospel, a large crowd was following Jesus. St. John tells us the people were attracted by, quote, the signs that Jesus performed on those who were diseased. The word sign reflects the sacramental character of the miracles of Jesus. When Jesus turned water into wine, healed the sick, and created bread, these actions pointed to the truth that Jesus is the Son of God, by whom all things were made. In John 6, after the feeding miracle, St. John tells us that the crowd did not understand these signs. They followed Jesus because they saw him as a source of free food and health care. They wanted to make him ruler so that he would free them from the afflictions of life. They lacked sacramental vision, the ability to see what the signs pointed to. After the events of today's gospel, Jesus tried to get away from the crowd. <clears throat> when the people finally caught up with Jesus the following day, Jesus picked a fight with them. He said, quote, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. Jesus contrasted the food he would give with the manna that God gave to Israel in the Old Testament. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, the one may eat of it 
and not die. God gave the people of Israel miraculous food in the wilderness. It formed on the ground every morning. But even though the people of Israel ate this food, they all died anyway. Jesus will give himself as a kind of food that imparts and sustains eternal life, life that will never die. This is the meaning of the body and blood of Jesus. As Jesus said, quote, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. That is, he imparts a life that death itself cannot end and that will last until eternity. Sacramental food is not merely spiritual food as opposed to physical food. We are created as a union of matter and spirit. God gave man sacramental food in the beginning, the fruit of the tree of life. This food was intended to sustain humans in their union with God as they lived in their bodies. Through sin, the first humans partook of the creation without regard to God's will, with ingratitude for the life that God had given them. Their union with God was severed, and the result was a loss of sacramental vision. Humanity came to live merely on a physical level. We began to pursue the physical creation as the end of life in and of itself. We began to pursue the food that perishes. We became idolaters. By his life and death, Jesus has restored us to the union with God that we lost through sin. We no longer live merely in the flesh. We live in bodies, but we also live in the spirit in union with God. And our lives are now sustained by the bread of life. The bread of life is the very same food as the tree of life. After the first sin, man was forbidden to eat the fruit of the tree of life. God put cherubim in place to guard access to it. Now, in Christ, this food is accessible to us. We may eat and live. <clears throat> the feeding of the multitudes reveals the pattern for life in God's new creation. Jesus took the loaves and offered them back to God in thanksgiving. God multiplied the loaves and made them sufficient to meet the need. This was man's original priestly vocation, to take the creation that God had given to him and offer it back to God in thanksgiving. All that man offers to God in thanksgiving is given back to man to use with God's blessing. Sin is ingratitude. When we sin, we say to God, I will do as I please with the gifts that you have given me. When we sin, we partake of the creation without regard to God's will, without regard to the deeper meaning of created things, 
and without giving thanks. Our non-Eucharistic partaking lacks the presence and blessing of God. We use the creation wrongly because we are blind to the sacramental meaning of created things. Our lives become disordered and discontented because we live only in the flesh. We are cut off from eternal life. This is the pattern of life from which Christ has saved us by his life and by his death and by his resurrection and by his gift to us of the spirit in baptism. We exercise the priestly vocation to which we have been restored in Christ when we gather around the altar. We offer bread and wine to God. Like the loaves in the feeding, the bread and wine represent the creation that God has given us and our participation in that creation in turning wheat into bread and grapes into wine. We offer the creation back to God in thanksgiving. We offer ourselves, our souls, and our bodies back to God in Christ and through Christ. And the miracle of consecration that happens as a result is twofold. Ordinary food that perishes becomes the bread from heaven. And ordinary mortal people become the body of Christ. The pattern of the Eucharist is the pattern for life. We are called, as St. Paul says, to give thanks in everything. We give thanks for the eternal life that God has given us by obeying his commandments, by honoring the presence of Christ, the image of God in all people, and by using our gifts in service to the kingdom. As life is offered to God in this manner, Christ becomes present in all things to sustain us and to bring the order and beauty of his new creation out of the chaos of our sin. This perspective changes the way we look at life. We can never focus merely on the visible events and results of life. Instead, sacramental vision leads us to focus on what a God is accomplishing in and through the visible things. Thus, while the world focuses on how much money a person or a company makes, a sacramental perspective focuses on whether what the person or company does is actually good. Is the work itself worthy? Does it provide something that is good for people? The world focuses on how much we accumulate for ourselves. A sacramental perspective focuses on what we are giving to others. For, as St. Paul says, we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And as Jesus said, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. The world tries to avoid the pain of life. A sacramental perspective focuses on what God is accomplishing in us and in the world through the pain. 
The world tries to avoid death at all costs. A sacramental perspective is always preparing for a good and faithful death. Always preparing for life in the coming kingdom of God, for the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. For our light affliction, as St. Paul says, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Thus, as Jesus said, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. And, quote, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.